It is In the Loft with Jonathan and Kelly Parrish, and we are back for another episode. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I think we've about figured this thing out, got it going, got it rolling. More and more are, almost said watching, more and more (laughs) listening every week. And we thank you for listening. We thank you for sharing. We thank you for reposting all the feedback all the five-star ratings all the good yes we need all of that thank Thank you you. so very much we could not do what we do if you didn't help us and that's the way that you can help us just spread the word spread it because um bad news travels so fast right what if good news traveled the same way yeah that'd be great (laughs) wouldn't it be cool because we could literally um you know wake up and now, by the time you hit the front door, you've got 10 bad reports. If you turn on the news or look at your phone or, you know, whatever, before you know it, you're carrying out 10 heavy things right. out the door and you haven't even started your day yet. But what if it was good news? What if we, you know, just woke up and started telling people, you know, hey, guess what? Good things are going on in the world today. Yeah. And which is just another of the million reasons that it's so important to be in the word every day because the Bible, the gospel is the good news. That's what the word gospel means is good news. So when you get in the word of God, it is always good news. And then you can share that. And that's the best news. That's right. And so, you know, in a way we are not in a way, but in every way we are all called to share the good news. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And that brings us to what we're going to talk about today. Yes, it does. We're going to talk about life in ministry. Yeah. Before you, you know, check out or think, oh, well, you know, I'm not a preacher. I'm not an um, evangelist. I don't travel. I don't stand I don't, on a stage. I don't pastor a, a church. <laughs> Before you start thinking this doesn't apply to me, hang on. It applies to you. The reason is because we're all called to ministry in some form or fashion. Yes, we are. We're going to get into that. And we'll talk a little bit about our life in ministry and maybe share some insight and some funny uh, stories might, you know, I don't know, we might tell some funny things along the way. Yeah. Well, there are funny things that happen. There's a lot. In ministry. There's a lot. So life in ministry <laughs> is, uh, it's fun. It is. It's challenging. It's fun because it's our passion. Yeah. It's what we're passionate about. It's what we're called to. And there are so many things. If you're if you're not really called to this position, ooh, it's gonna that be would be tough. really hard. It's going to really be tough. Hard. I mean, I know some things I'm not called to. Me too. Yes. Like I, I, I've been, I can watch people, um, you know, do things that they're just amazing at, and I enjoy watching them do it. But I have no desire whatsoever to roof a house. Oh yeah. I mean, that's right. just I. <laughs> I can stand on the ground and watch and think, man, they can just fly. Throwing those shingles down, yeah. hitting the you know, hitting them with the mm-hmm. the nail gun, boom, 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 boom. I it, I find watching people that are really good at their craft it's interesting to me. It really is interesting, and and you and then you realize you know people that are really really skilled in certain things. Then you realize how not skilled you are yes. <laughs> in those things, and how that it's worth it to hire someone to do the things that you're not. Because they the make it, they make it look so interesting, and the reason why is because they're good at it, and a, someone who's good at their craft is passionate about it. Yes, when you're passionate about it, 
then, you know, it's just so much, uh, it makes so much more sense to you. The whole concept of whatever you're, you're passionate about makes sense. Well, when it comes to ministry, if you're not passionate about, I'm talking full-time ministry, I'm talking Pastors, pastoring, evangelists, apostles, you know, prophets, all, the missions, fivefold yeah. ministry in the scriptures, pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles, teachers. I went yes. out of order, but yes, the way I it's normally too. said. But those five things. Uh, and I added missionaries, which is falls into the pastor and evangelist. Evangelist, yes. Yeah. So, and of course, it's been said, we're not going to get into the apostolic doctrine right now, but it's been said that the ap- apostle would basically be the thumb. Yes, because it touches and touch all every the other, other ministry. ministries. Yes, and so we're thankful for that, the way that God set up ministry. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. work that, if you're not doing ministry that way, then it's it, it's not blessed. God doesn't right. bless it that way. We can't just be some kind of rogue, um, you know, out of control. I'm called to the ministry, but, you know, I'm not accountable to anyone. That's what and, I was going to say. It's the whole accountability thing. You, and everyone should be accountable to someone above them in ministry and in leadership, especially Christian leadership, because integrity and um, accountability is so important, and it really is the the foundation of your right. ministry. If you want it to last a lot of years, then have somebody that can that can say, hey, I think this is a little out of line. Hey, and you need to check this and be accountable to them and be thankful for them and for their direction. That's right. Because in a, in a split second, yeah, we have watched people decide to go pedal to the metal in ministry. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get in ministry. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to, you know, set the world on fire. I'm going to be the next Reinhardt Bonnke. I'm the next Oral Roberts. I'm, you know, here I go. Yeah. And we, as pastors, it, it's it's exciting to see the excitement, but then it's discouraging when you know the road they're on, and there's it's a no win situation for how to approach it. Right, because you want to try to protect them from making certain mistakes and it actually hindering their ministry. Uh, but if they don't have the respect for um, being accountable to a pastor over them then a lot of times they either abort the mission, right. something aborts the mission, or it just takes them a lot longer to get to where they're going. And I will say the mark of a true leader is someone that can um, make your ceiling their floor. You want people that you mentor and people that um, you pastor. You want them to go through the roof. You want them to exceed everything you do. If you're a true leader, you want them to succeed and you want to do everything that you can do to help them. And sometimes that's correcting and sometimes it's pulling them in a little bit and sometimes it's turning them loose. So it it takes the Holy Spirit. And the most successful ministries are born uh, out of the right atmosphere. And you'll find someone close to them that has mentored and trained, that they respect. That they still, um, you know, hold every word, yes, dear, and you know, and, the, and you can feel that in their ministry. You can always um, feel that foundation, like when you are listening to them preach or whatever. You feel that foundation of they had a spiritual father or mother that they really honed into and they really respected and stayed grounded with them. And then their ministry will just be so strong because they have that wonderful foundation. That's right, and. You know, the Word says the Word of God is quick, and it's powerful, and it's sharper, sharper than, than any two-edged sword. Yes. 
And if you think about that scripture, and when I think about those that are entering ministry, um, it's almost like you know, we have teenagers. Two of them are dry. Well, we have two teenagers and an adult, uh, yeah. adult ager, as we call her. <laughs> She's 20. But we've had to train them how to drive a car. We've got one more, and he's 13, and is in the next few years, he's going to be driving as well. Well, it when I see people in men or you know, new converts that that become you know ready for ministry, they they stay in the word and they're ready for ministry. It's almost like watching your teenager get in that brand new car or in a car. That's a really good way to put it. Because you're so happy and excited yes. that they're starting to do some things on their own. They're, they're learning the skills. Uh, they're learning the responsibility. There's a newfound freedom that they can go places and do things. However, right. you don't just turn your 16-year-old kid loose in a brand new Corvette and tell them to you know drive across the country all they want, Right, go as fast as they want, mm -hmm. and so even though they're now driving, it's a while before we live in Eufaula, Oklahoma, very small town, two two stoplights, and it's so it's great. It's great for, for, for training. Your, <laughs> it's great for training your teenagers to drive, but it's a while before we we turn them loose and let them go to Tulsa. Right, Tulsa, uh, Muskogee, McAllister, bigger cities. In our area, the they're thirty thousand. They have about thirty thousand people. Mm -hmm. Those places, you know, that's the next step. And then from there, maybe going to Tulsa or Oklahoma City. You know, cities of three hundred thousand people, four hundred thousand people or right. so. I don't know exactly the number, but they're bigger cities. But even now, I wouldn't turn our twenty-year-old who's been driving for four years, lives at ORU, and uh, is very independent. I wouldn't want to turn her loose in Dallas. Because there's a time and a place for right. when they're ready to drive that car in a certain environment. And sure. it's the same exact way when it comes to ministry. And it's not because you want to suppress them. It's because you want to protect them. That's right. And, yeah. and young, ministries, young ministers often have trouble accepting that. And right. they think you're trying to control them. You know, we've been in, we're, we're in our... We're in our mid forties. We're closer to our Shh, latter forties than our early forties. <laughs> no, 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 no. And we're very we've mid. been doing this for twenty plus years. <laughs> however, um, or at not however, but we have seen all kinds of ministries flourish or, and and mature, and then we've seen so many of them fail. Right. And so we've watched enough to know the warning signs. And so for those that are listening to this, and we're not we're gonna get in we're going somewhere else in just a moment, but for those that are listening to this that are maybe gonna come into ministry, you you have a place that you want to go in ministry, look at those ahead of you and learn and yes. glean from them. Because yes. I'm in I'm you know, I've been doing this uh, my whole life. It's all I know. And I still look at those that are 10 years yeah. older, even five years older. I've even, you know, 20 years older and some, some even more than that. And I just, you know, you, what can I learn from them? What, right. what can and their ministry say, still speak to me? I would say ask questions, you know, and don't be afraid to ask questions because any real pastor, and, and let me just stop right there. You need a pastor. Everyone, whether you are full time ministry, or whether you are just coming to church every Sunday or 
you know, whatever you need a pastor, you need someone to pastor you. That's the way the Lord set it up. It's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. Pastor. I'm not saying that some people haven't abused those, those uh, roles. Of course that has happened. And, and we're not speaking to that on really on this podcast, but just the, the importance of a pastor and the protection that you get um, spiritually. And, uh, but nobody, real mentors, real pastors, real people in ministry, they're not going to turn you down if you ask a question. In fact, if there's ever a minister that come to Jonathan or or myself and they ask a question, hey, I need help with this. I'm not sure exactly what to do. Do you have any experience with this? Then um, we are always honored to answer those questions and to be um, a help, you know, because we've been the young ministers before and we would always love for somebody to pour into us. So you would never get upset if somebody asked you a question, would you, babe? Absolutely not. No. And really, you only learn by asking and yeah. and putting yourself in a place to learn. So in other words, let me just point, let me just break it down instead of beating around the bush. Go ahead. If you know everything, you don't know anything. Come on, preach that right And there. so I don't know it all. I had someone call me this week at, at the office. And they had a scriptural, biblical question that I did not know the answer to. Yeah. I could have made something up. I could have <laughs> tried to talk like a politician and say yeah. a lot without yeah. saying anything. Yeah. Or I could have said, you know what? That's a good question, which is this is what I did. I said, this is a very good question. And I'll do some research and get you a good answer. However, I have a mentor that's down the hall that I can go yeah. ask a question to. Yeah. And he, he that's my father, and he's a walking... Uh, Bible. <laughs> biblical encyclopedia. I yes. mean, he's he's a concordance and a commentary all wrapped up in one. So I can go to him, and it's humbling. But yeah. I, I, I've learned that's an asset to have someone like that. And um, we God puts those people's people in our lives. And in, if you're going to grow in ministry, we've got to humble ourselves. Yes. And put ourselves in a place where we're not just accountable, but we're humbled to the place we can say, you know what? I don't know it all. Yeah. I and, don't and know it all. Okay. And that's okay. I mean, none okay. of that's us are going to know it all. We're, when we get to heaven, we're still going to be learning. That's right. We are still going to be learning. And, right. and why don't we just take just this little opportunity? Jonathan and I are associate pastors at Lighthouse in Eufaula and his father, John Parrish and mother Rhea Parrish are the senior pastors at Lighthouse. And, we are so thankful for them, and that's what he was referring to is just down the hallway. He has a um, a Bible scholar sitting next to him, and, and we're so thankful for the uh, foundation that they have given us in our life and ministry and, and the guidance, and, and we're thankful for that. We are, and we honor them today that they are that to us. That's so right. let's take a little bit of a turn here about a little bit of a lighter side to ministry that will really interest everyone. Well, we're going to we're going <laughs> to talk about the title of the podcast Life in Ministry and we've talked a little bit about uh those that are maybe in full-time ministry or wanting to go in full-time ministry. Um but now let's swing it over to really this concept or this idea. Everybody to a certain degree is in ministry. Not everybody's going to be in the pulpit like we just discussed or a teacher, right. but everybody to a certain degree 
to a certain degree, is called to ministry. And so um, there's a couple of scriptures that I want to bring up, uh, at least one right now. We'll get into some more. But it it says in the scripture and and instructs us to go, I think you have the reference over there, go into all the world and preach the gospel or the good news to every creature. And Mark 16, 15, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, Mark 16 and 15, go into all the world. We all... The all the world is not just the church, but go into the marketplace, go into the streets, go into the highways, the byways, go to work, go to school, right, go to church, right. go to wherever you are, wherever any of us are. We have an obligation to preach the good news and tell the good news. So we're all called to ministry. And if you are in ministry, you're going to see a little bit of everything. You are, yes. And you can't get discouraged by the things you see that you don't like. Um. You know, if you if you go to the I heard, I see the the post a lot of times on social media, but you know, if you go to the gym, you don't see perfect people. You see overweight people, and you see bodybuilders all in the same room. room yes, same same way when you go to church. Same way when you're in ministry. Yeah, there's going to be good. There's going to be bad. There's going to be and those that are working on it, and right. those that are people on different levels. Yes, yes, that's life in ministry. So. Yeah. Not every ministry venture is going to go perfect. No. And you know the scripture also that says some plant, some water, some harvest. Yeah. You know, so you may be just the one planting the seed, but then you might be the one getting the harvest too. So you don't know what stage that is either. That's right. So we've seen it all, right? Oh, yeah. What are some, I mean, let's just break off here and talk about some some funny things. Well, the thing is, we preach in other churches. We evangelize as well. So we have our home church. Yes. And then we go other places. And we have found this one thing to be true, that every church has the same people. The same exact people are in every <laughs> church. We've we've decided this. We, yes. We have a wonderful church family at home, so we've watched that church family, you know, grow and change and and my dad says it this way. My dad's been pastor at our church, the senior pastor, since 1975, the year I was born. And he said since then he's pastored six or seven churches. The difference is instead of him going to six or seven different other bodies, that the church where he's at has just turned over six or seven times. Right, yes. And so the, every church, it doesn't matter wherever you go or if you just stay in the same place long yes. enough and you watch it change every church always has these few certain people in it so we have a guy in our church that we lovingly call candy andy because and if he's listening he will know we love will you know. we love you andy. we love you andy he's candy andy because why because he brings candy every service I call him the one-man parade. The one-man parade. <laughs> and, I mean, you know when Andy's there because the candy's flying. The candy's flying. He has a yeah. bag full of candy. And it, to him, and I'm joking, half joking, but half seriously, half serious to him, it's a ministry. Sure. He's, he's making people happy. He's putting yeah. a smile on people's face. Especially the kids. He goes during <laughs> the week and fills up his pouch, and the kids love to see him coming because he's throwing candy. <laughs> the choir loves to see him coming because he's throwing candy. And Candy Andy is just, he's a part of, of our church and yes. we love him to death. So and we were just talking to some 
pastor friends of ours, and we were talking about that. And they said, we have a man in our church, and we call him the candy man. And he does the same thing. It's everywhere. So every well, church has the candy guy. The church we go to, or, I mean, the, the places we go to preach, you can look around, and there's almost 100% of the time going to be that one person walking around handing out candy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can look around the sanctuary when you go in a church and say, okay, this yeah. is... There's candy. There's the candy them, man. This is them. And so um, then we have the shouters. Yes. Okay, we're talking like spirit-filled churches. So um, If you're listening to us, we're going to veer off here. If you're listening to us and you don't come from a Pentecostal background, thank you for listening. Stay tuned yes, in. Yes, Stay tuned you. in. We, we love, love you. you. But we're going to have a little bit of a Pentecostal vibe and here. And you will get some entertainment out of this, You're going to get some way. entertainment. And you're going to know <laughs> that we don't take ourselves too seriously when it comes to this stuff. So, yeah. um, I mean... The power of God is serious and very real, but just like anything else, you're going to see a little bit of everything. And uh, we um, we have in our in any church, you got the shouters. This is the way I put it. You've got the shouters, the powders, and the faller outers. <laughs> so good. They're every, they're in every church, and we love them to it's death. True. Those shouters it's are going true. to shout. We had a, a young man who used to. He don't even live in the area anymore. And he would come, and he was so he brought so much enthusiasm and excitement to church that I'm telling you, you knew when he walked in that he was in the building because he was excited, he was shouting, yeah. um, he was. You knew he was there. Too. If he was in he was the loud. hallway, he was shouting. <laughs> if he was in the parking lot, when he would just shake hands with somebody, I mean, it was t- he was shouting, rejoicing, having church. Such excitement, and uh, you know when he came in, yeah. And you can go to other churches and see the same. <laughs> There's that person, absolutely. The shouters, the powders. Now we've all got them. Uh-oh. We've all got them. You know what that's about? Some happens. The people you know, they bring in all their problems from the week oh, into church Lordy. on Sunday morning. Oh, you Lordy. know, yeah. The <sighs> McDonald's messed their breakfast up on the way to church. Didn't put a straw in the in the in the bag for their drink. Um, things the boss has been treating them bad all week long. They probably fought with their husband or wife on the way to church. Absolutely, in the car. Work was tough. You know, you you know they're coming in with and they're, all the problems. They're bringing those problems, <laughs> and it's going to show on their face. They're going to carry it. Uh, you know, in their posture, their body yeah. language. They're, they're the powders. But you so, know there are those powders, though, that come in like that, but they do always leave on top of the world. They they leave so it at good. the altar. That's good. That's the good. I'm not telling you don't come if you're one of those, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, leave it at the altar and, and don't wait till the end of service. Don't yeah. wait till the yeah. end of service. I mean, if you have to, just just go. Hey, that's what praise and worship that's is right. for. That's when right. When you start praising, all of that stuff leaves. Get rid yeah. of it. Get rid of it. Let it go. So <laughs> the shouters, the powders, and the faller outers. The faller outers. outers. Okay, now if you're not Pentecostal, if you're not Pentecostal, maybe you're gonna get a little nervous here, but don't, <laughs> don't, because we got one of the faller outers right here on this podcast. Yep, here I am, and that is my wife. <laughs> Listen, I don't have I any love tolerance to the Holy Spirit when I feel the presence of the Lord. It's just, and I'm the same way in the natural, right? Like it's, I don't it, ever take any medication for anything. No, I mean the aspirin would knock you out. Yeah, or Tylenol. So or whatever. if I ever have been in this, like when I got my wisdom teeth out, they're like saying, "Okay, we're gonna give you this medicine." I said, 
well, is that going to knock me out? And they're like, oh, no, 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 this isn't going to knock you out. The next stuff, this is just going to relax you a little bit. And that was the last thing I remember. <laughs> I was the goner. And you were gone. And For it's about the, three days. <laughs> and it's the same way at church, you know, yeah. and I love it because, um, and to be, that that's part of the reason that I fell in love with you because I love that you're just so sensitive to the Word of God, the presence of God, and what you love and, and the fact that you crave that is it, that's what attracted me to you, and it yeah. keeps us bonded. Yeah, uh, I'll tell one funny story about this. How about okay. that? Yeah, we were at another church in Tulsa for a conference, and the um, the person who was hosting the conference there it wasn't even his church. He was just using another church to host a conference, and uh, we were just there attending. We weren't there ministering or in any capacity like that. We were just attending and, and enjoying it. And he was taking the offering, and he said, "You know what? The, I've, there's an anointing on this offering." He said, "I want you to, you know, get your seed or your offering, put it in the envelope, and bring it up to the front. And I just want to lay my hands on uh, every person real fast." And he said, "We're going to have a prayer line at the end. At the end of the service, we're going to have a prayer line. And uh, but right now, I'm just going to lay lay my hands on you real fa- real fast as you re- as you bring your offering, and then you can go right back to your seat." because he had a message he wanted to deliver. Right, yeah. And he wanted to have a special prayer line at the end. So he said, just as fast as you can, lay your offering down. He said, I know um, you know, you, you want to receive, but if you can, just try not to fall out. They literally said that. Try mm-hmm. not to fall out. <laughs> so I wrote out you know, the check, and we put in the offering, and I said, here, Kelly, you can take it. I didn't really think much about it. I stayed at my seat. And you walk up to the front, and there's you know, probably 120 people people, maybe 200, I don't know, up there, and they're handing their offering, and just real fast, he's taking the offering and just, you know, touching everybody, you know, Lord bless them with the anointing, Lord bless them with the anointing, and everybody's going up there, and they're turning around and going back. Well, here comes Kelly. She laid her offering in his hand, and he just barely said something, and it was good night, Kelly. (laughs) I mean, it, (laughs) it looked, I laughed so hard it looked like he had said the opposite <laughs> it looked like he had said you, i want you to really come up receive. here and just receive <laughs> just receive as much as you possibly can and you hit the floor and you were out hey you, you remember that i remember that yes i was like well hey i mean i kind of tried but honestly like i love the presence of the lord so much it's my favorite thing in the whole world i love to be in the presence of the lord i love to feel the holy spirit and I just don't try to, I just don't have any, you know, walls at all when it comes to that. I And I that's love what I all. love about you. Yeah. And well, so, you. oh, I don't okay, know. Okay, well, can we tell this other story about yeah. falling out? Because this is, we could literally go on. <laughs> well, I just want to talk about when you came back. Five, ten, oh, okay, mi- okay, five, okay. ten minutes later, she gets up off the floor and she walks back up the aisle. And I step out into the aisle to let her come into the row and, and take her seat. And she looks at me and says, I tried. <laughs> 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 She's like, I tried. That's all I could. I, I tried. <laughs> Let's hear the other story. Okay. I'm not even sure where you go with the other okay, story. Okay. Well, this one is just pretty recent, like over the summer, I think. Your your dad was preaching somewhere. Okay. And um, Nathan went with him, like great. as an armor bearer. Great story. This is such a great story because we got a visual when we, Jonathan went and preached at the same church like a month later, and they told us this story. They reenacted it for us. So in the sanctuary, there, um, your dad was having a prayer line. People no, were coming it, up. 
Yes, correct. Yes, right? it's correct. And Nathan was standing off to the side of the sanctuary. Well, on the side of the, the wall there, there, there's one of those doors that goes to the outside of the building. It's like the wall that it, goes to the outside. It's a metal commercial door. It's an exit. With one of those the long bars. bar handles that if you push it, then it releases and opens. Okay, so they're just standing there. And I think that um, the pastor's son was praying for some people. And Nathan said he was just really admiring Chris. You know, he was watching Chris go and pray for people, lay hands on people. And then he came to him and he laid hands on Nathan. And the next thing Nathan knew, he woke up outside the building. <laughs> In the yard. In the yard. So as it was reenacted to us, Chris laid hands on him. Nathan fell out, hit the door just right to where it opened right up, and he was laid out in the grass outside the church. Yes. And I think that if is you ever, <laughs> If you ever have a chance to go to Praise Center Ministries in, in Awa, uh, not Owasso, Sepulpa. in Sepulpa, you will see exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> but it was... Uh, we it, love those It stories. had to have been... <laughs> One of the coolest and ho- most hilarious things to see in a Pentecostal church. So if you're not Pentecostal, see what you're missing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love you, whatever you are, but just just so you know, there we have fun. Just, we we have fun. You know, just when we were teenagers, some of the kids that we knew would dare each other. The kids that we knew that didn't come to our church, yes, they were kind of scared of us, and they would dare each other to come and sit in a service. <laughs> and I remember this one girl, sweet sweet girl, lover, and she came and and. Uh, she had never had any experience with the Holy Spirit or, or like laying hands on people or anything. And so she said, I just wanted to know, was it real? I just wanted to come. She was a teenager. She, she was, had a very good attitude. She's a very sweet girl. And um, she came in and she, she was like, I just want to know. So first time in a Pentecostal spirit-filled church of any kind, she came in. She got in the prayer line got prayed for and bam she was on the floor in no time well i was i was kind of by her because i knew why she was there you know and and she had told me and and um i said well great that's awesome well she gets up off the floor and she goes okay it's real she <laughs> no, said i have no, no more doubts she said this stuff is real she said she said i couldn't have stood on my feet if i tried it's so she got, she was actually hooked <laughs> yes it was awesome and that's because and we we tell these wonderful hilarious stories and we i've got a we've got a whole lot more we we got to bring this to an end here pretty soon but <sighs> you realize when you start to experience these type of things and the joy that it brings that really we're just his children and he yeah. loves us. Yeah. And we get right. into the deep things of the scripture and the deep things of the word. And we love to talk about those things and we're going to always talk about those things. And if yeah. you're not deep in the word, then you're not, you, you have no roots, but right. I also want you to realize that he's our father god and he loves to have fun with us too yes he does and he loves us to enjoy to be in his presence and really church should be the funnest place on earth that's right because how are we going to draw the world into the church if it doesn't look like something you would enjoy right because to be totally honest if there's not all these you know things that we're talking about and Mm -hmm. these type of experiences that we've been through yes i don't really want to do it either yeah right i I don't i mean there's so much heaviness in ministry and there's so much um you know we don't you don't have a a minute off in the sense of you're always on call just like a doctor 24 7 and when people leave you their problems to pray about and we're we we 
are honored to join yes. with people. But when they do, you can't just turn the switch off. And right. those, so, so the battles that we know people are going through, we're going through it with them. Yes, especially when as a pastor, because right. they're your church family. And That's so right. when a family in our church goes through something hard, then we go through it with them, you know, and we, you know, we have those emotions with them and we're there to support them, pray for them, lift them up. But we're also feeling that because they're feeling it. We rejoice with them. We cry with them. And we, we honor, uh, we're honored to do that and always will be. So in ministry though, even if you're not in pastoring in a pastoring position, like we're talking about or in full-time ministry, we all still are called to a certain place of ministry. That's and right. we're all called to go into our world. For yes. for Kelly and I, our world is churches and sanctuaries and you know conferences and convention centers and things like that. But maybe your world, if you're listening, maybe your world is your job or maybe it's your your, your school or or what or maybe family. it's maybe it's, it's your a, family. Your family. Maybe it's social media, whatever it is. I'm encouraging you to spread the good news and and let God use you to minister because the bottom line is this: it doesn't. God's not going to, you know, put us all up in heaven and say, "Well, here was the most eloquent preacher, and here was the most, you know, uh, anointed singer, and here was the most, you know, whatever." It's going to be about how many souls are you taking with you to heaven, and how many treasures are are you are you laying up in heaven. And those are the treasures that God is looking for each of us to lay up in heaven, because really the, the most rewarding things in ministry are the eternal things. Right. And I, I'm, I, I know the Word says, I'm, I don't want to get into somewhere in the Scripture right now that I don't, I'm, don't want to go, but the Word says that He'll dry every tear from our eye. When it says that, it's actually referring to a moment in heaven when we're literally going to watch people that don't make it on Judgment Day that wow. don't make it, it, I should say, people that don't make it into heaven. Wow. We're going to watch them be judged and be separated for eternity from us. Mm. And there's going to be that moment and that weight and that heaviness, but the Word says He'll dry every tear from our eyes, so we understand that. Right. But I don't want to leave anybody no. behind. So it, don't you don't either. have to stand in ministry like we do as a, as a full-time minister to be able to say, I'm going to take everybody I can with me to heaven. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about the funny things about um, the faller outers, you know, those were funny things, but you know, in Acts chapter two, when the Holy spirit fell and they were filled with the Holy spirit, they began to speak in tongues. And that was the beginning of the church age. Right. There were, there were 120 people in the upper room and they had those experiences. They, it said that tongues of fire sat upon each head. They heard a sound of a rushing mighty wind. They began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. And then they came out into the streets and that was when the church was birthed. They went straight from that experience with the Holy Spirit into the streets. And it says in Acts that thousands, thousands were added to the church daily. Right. So that is where... And everybody has a ministry that's comes right. in right there. That's that's, right. that's it. So everywhere that we go, we should tell somebody about Jesus. Every single day, it should be our goal to tell someone about Jesus. The Bible says that he who wins souls is wise. And I want to be wise. And I'm like you. I don't want to leave anyone behind. It's so important. We're all ministers of the gospel. If you're a Christian and saved, and get filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're not yet and 
you are a minister, a flaming fire, a minister of the gospel. That's right. That's right. So we want to encourage you. Number one, get in, get plugged into a church, get yes. plugged into a, a spirit filled church um, that is about winning souls. And a church then that from preaches the Bible. That's right. And from there, we spill out into the streets that's and right. win the lost. If you don't have that gathering place, then you're you're missing it. So yes. get as the this is how the old timers said it. And those of you that maybe aren't from a Pentecostal background, you've maybe never heard about it, heard it this way before. But this is how the old timers would say it: get under the spout where the glory, glory comes, comes out. out. Yeah. And that's the that's the basically what we're saying: get in, get plugged in a church where the glory is poured out. Yeah, and then you're empowered to go out there and really do real ministry because that's yes. what real ministry is. We've that's talked right. about some of the funny things and in ministry and 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 those types of things but when it gets down to it this is what it's all about is being empowered to go win souls and winning souls because you look like you look like you know God that's the easiest that's the most effective right. way to win souls that's you right. look like you've been in the presence of God that's so you good. look like you're having a good time that's where people are going to be attracted to you because the word says it this way it says to lift him up and then he will draw, draw all, men. all men. So we shouldn't have to yeah. beg anyone to come to the house, to, to come to know Jesus, to right. come to church. We shouldn't have to beg anyone. We should just make our relationship with him look so appetizing and so irresistible that people want what we have. Yes, that's right. And, you know, the Lord put this in my spirit several weeks ago. When the church looks like the upper room, then the streets will look like the book of Acts. That's exactly good. That, that's exactly right. That's it. So okay. good. So good. This has been fun. Yes, it has. I think it's our I funnest podcast. One. Let us know what you think. Give us that uh, five-star rating, please. It helps so much. And, and share, share it. it and let people know. And uh, we are going to take a break for now. But we're going to be back. Next week. With another episode next week. We hope you've enjoyed it. Have a great time, yes. everybody. We Enjoy you your day, week, weekend, whatever's ahead. Yep. Have a good time, everybody. This has been In the Podcast with Jonathan and Kelly Parrish. See ya.